Good evening, good evening. It's January 24th, 2022. At 2.22 in the evening here on the East Coast, 122 Central, wherever else you'll be hearing this. This is episode two of the Andre the Army Veteran. This is a sneak peek. Life lessons, life learned lessons, whatever you want to call it, into the 25-year career of Army Veteran, Andre Sias. Thank you for your feedback. I thank you for your listening. I thank you for your patience. Like I said before, I'm doing the podcast game, but like I said, I have a story to tell. And I just wanted to tell it to whoever it can reach, whether it's fellow veterans, um, people that are aspiring to get into the military, or just, you know, for everyday life. Just a little housekeeping. Uh, the last episode, I think I was I used the 2021. I think in my mistake, I meant 2022. So that's just a little clean up on that. Last episode, I did use 2021, meaning I wanted to do 2022. But what I'm going to do today, I'm going to pick up where I left off. I talked about the military and how I got in. And I talked about as far as my uh, being at Alcorn State University for two years and why I was there. About my dream school, which is Grambling State University. I'm going to delve into now for this episode of the actual getting ready to get on that plane and fly to Jackson, Mississippi, over to San Antonio, Texas for Air Force basic training. Like I said before, this journey started in the Air Force and it ended in the Army. So again, there's levels to this, so I'm going to get into that. That being said, it was October 20th, if I recall correctly, flying out that evening going to Jackson, going from Jackson, Mississippi to San Antonio, Texas. I got in late that evening, bus picked us up. We got to Lackland Air Force Base, I would say around about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And the interesting part about it, I still remember it because again, a lot of stuff is still vivid in my mind, even though it's well over 30 years. And getting in there, you know, the, the drill you may have seen on TV. It was not as intense as Full Metal Jacket, which is what the Marines do, but Air Force is a little bit more calmer, but you still had some intense moments. But you get in there, and it's about, a, a, you know, late at night, get off the bus, uh, drill sergeants in your face saying, pick up your stuff, do this, do this, do that. We get put into uh, our barracks. We got, I think... 2.5, maybe three minutes to use restroom, shower, and shave. And again, that's uh, that was an experience because me being a 20-year-old, I was like, yo, normally it takes me 35, 40 minutes to do all that. But they want you to do all that in two or three minutes. So it's a rush job, rush job, rush job. I'm shaving. A little bit of stubble on my face. I didn't really have much ha- facial hair as it was. But in doing that, I remember cutting myself slightly, had to stop the bleeding there, do all of that, all different things. So within that two to three minute time frame, I've used I've uh, used facilities, showered, did everything I needed to do, and stand by your bed, get ready to uh, get in bed for the night. Now this all took place. I'm in bed maybe 12:30. Now, granted, let's be honest, I wasn't thinking about sleeping. I was nervous. Like, what have I gotten into? What is going on? Hey, did I make the right choice to do this? Or should I just really pay attention in college? And I could have been working on my, what, junior year at that point. But at the same time, it's like God spoke to me. Like, look, you're here for a reason. You made this decision. Let's see it through. And that being said, we got in. We got up. 
the next morning, it seemed like I literally laid my head down on the pillow and now I'm back up. Seemed like I may have laid my head on the pillow maybe 25 minutes, but I think I may have been on the pillow maybe an hour and a half. Screaming in your face, look, get your gear on, put this on, put this on, put that on. But let me backtrack. Coming off the bus, we were all in civilian clothes, what we wore from the airport. We also, before we got to the showering and you go to bed part, we go straight through a room and there's people there with clippers cutting your hair bald. Everybody hair bald. Everybody hair. All the males hair bald. Of course, the women hair wasn't cut. But uh, all the men's hair bald. You get you got gear. You got uh, uniforms. You got underwear. You got everything given to you. Then you go to your barracks. You take your, your shower, two, three minute shower, and then you, hey, you got to sit, sit it down. Put your stuff in your rack, as they call it, and then you get ready to, um, for the next morning. But mind you, like I said, you're getting up, seems like 25, 30 minutes later, and people shouting at you like standard attention. I didn't even know about attention. I mean, I did ROTC, GROTC when I was in high school, but a lot of that escaped me at the time because, of course, it was just a mind game, mind game, mind game. How much can you... How much can you absorb in a pressurized situation? People just coming at you, coming at you. And that being said, get up that morning, put on your, your uniform, go downstairs, stand at attention. You're getting inspected. Now you're getting, mind you, you get an inspection on how you look when you really don't even have the parameters of what you're supposed to look like. So again, a mind game, things like that. That going on, that going on. So they process you through. You go to your first um, duty that you have to do, your classes. And I will be honest with you, from my own perspective, I'm only speaking from my own. That's when you got your most peace. Because when you got to class and start learning things and learning what you need to be doing, wasn't nobody screaming at you. The instructors were like, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. Pay attention. Take notes. Do all of that. Now, that's interesting because you're coming from like going from a, a heck of a thunderstorm into some calm, calm Hawaii type weather. You've been shouted at all morning by your drill sergeant, but then you go inside and you go to class and the instructor's like, hey, good morning. How are you? How are you, Airman? I'm like, wow, that's pretty interesting. And then as soon as that class is over and it's time to go to lunch, hey, Get in, get in attention, get in line, get it, get get your formations tight, get them straight. Hey, go eat, go eat lunch. Now, eating lunch, we went to eat lunch. Again, you got a four or five minute window, you gotta eat. So either you eating, inhaling, swallowing, trying not to choke, but you only have a certain amount of time to do what you have to do. So it's like a hurry up, hurry up, hurry up atmosphere. But I will say what that taught me is. One thing I will say, it does show you what you can do when you think you can't do it. So if you just sit there and just say, you know what, you know, let me just, I, you look back on it. As I look back, I think about a lot of the stuff I went through in that situation for those four to, four to six weeks. It showed me that, hey, even though I was nervous about this, in some cases scared about it, I just was able to persevere because it just was in, it was in, my, in my heart and in my soul to do it. Now, that being said, weeks go by, you got you got your time where you can get on the phone after a few days and talk to loved ones. That was, again, I would say scripted. Maybe that's a strong word, but you can only do certain things for a certain amount of minutes. So, hey, call your mom, call your dad and your parents. 
collect or whatever. You're going to talk three to five minutes. But at least I'm letting them know that, hey, I'm all right. I'm not all right, but I'm, I'm here. But I'm going to make it. So I go on and we keep going through that. We're doing our physical uh, our physical training, the running, the push-ups, the sit-ups. And I've told this story before, before anything of a podcast ever came out. But uh, I remember sharing this with someone because you had your four years of JROTC, you could take a test where you could get out of basic training early, I think with two, two to two and a half weeks early, which means I would have only spent two weeks there instead of four to six. But the catch to the test is you'd have to score, I think, a 80, if I'm not mistaken. So drill sergeant called me up. Air massage, you gotta go take this, you can go take this test. So I'm excited. Like, oh man, I've been going through this stuff for this last week and a half. Guess what? I can get away from these these people. I can get away from these folks and go and go to what, what they call an Air Force Tech School, which is your training for your job that they assigned you. Which for me was gonna be um I had a set up for a pharmacy pharmacy technician. That's what I was set up for. I already had picked it. Everything was great. Okay. It was interesting to me because I scored pretty high on the ASVAB test and the practice test, so I was ready. So I go in. I pass the um, the physical part. I'm good. I'm good. I get to the actual test. I'm going in there to take the test. Again, you have to have an 80. So I'm in there excited, nervously excited, but happy because I'm like thinking to myself, putting, my, putting the cart before the horse. Hey, I can knock this out. Multiple choice. And I've been good at multiple choice tests, I think, ever since I was like 6th, 7th grade. So I was like, you know what? Most of the time, I'm thinking in my mind, most of these answers are C. You know, that's the safe way to go. But some of those questions did throw me for a loop. They did. So I take the test. Time test. Okay. I walk uh, I finish the test. I think it was maybe 20 of us in there. I come back in. And the instructor was like, um, when I call your name, you march up front. Mind you, I knew it had to be an 80 to, uh, for me to be, you know, placed out and I can leave early. Come up there. And um, the instructor looked at me, had the paper in, in his hand. Sergeant, matter of fact, he was a sergeant. And he said, uh, I'm sorry, Ever, but uh, you didn't pass. It felt like... Um, I fell off of an Empire State Building or somebody dropped a, a boulder on my chest. And it wasn't the fact that I didn't pass. It's the fact that when he showed me the score, my score was 79. So I missed leaving basic training two weeks early by one freaking point, one question. And I was I left out of there very angry. I think um, to the point I got I I, I kind of got depressed a little bit. So I get back. Drill sergeant knew I didn't. They, of course, it seemed like they just they knew it. Hey, because they could look at my facial expression, my mannerism. But I had to get back into that mode of training. So I say that to say this: sometimes when you get knocked off your square, hey, sometimes not a bad thing. You just gotta have that perseverance and resilience. And, but the other part to this story is what ended up happening is that I let that spiral because I was so upset. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I was very pissed off. I was like, one point. I mean, damn, you could have gave me it. But again, you shouldn't want nobody to give you nothing. You got to earn it.
And that being said, being a pharmacy technician was taken off the table because of that, me not passing the placement test. So let's fast forward to now I got to go back and, okay, hey, pick another job that you think you could do. Okay. They had a big glossy uh, setup of, okay, military policemen, you get to do this, you get to do that. And I'm thinking in my mind, my dad, like I've said before in other episodes, that's a, a former uh, Army soldier. I said, well, you know, dad was a police officer back home, and I, could, I, I think I could do this military-wise. So I changed jobs, you know, as they call it, Air Force Specialty Codes, AFSC, to a military police. It was actually one of the best things I could have done, actually. But um, I did that. And I'm back in with everybody else because I thought I'll be gone coming up shortly. So I'm back there. But here's a very, very interesting tape because I let that spiral. I got back. They started room inspections, bay inspections. You have to have your bed a certain way and your clothes a certain way. And I will be frank with you. I wasn't used to that. I started failing bed inspections. I started feeling clothes, room inspection, you know, bay inspection, because a certain way you have to have your, your T-shirts and your socks and your underwear and your spacing when you put your uniforms in. But you know what, again, um, sometimes people come to you in life that's that spark. And one of the guys, a uh, Caucasian guy that was next to me, he said, uh, hey, uh, Besides that, I got a question. Why are you always feeling your uh your bay and your uh clothes uh inspection? So me, I'm gonna be very candid, very upset, like I'll be honest with you, why what did the white boy ask me that for? You know? And the thing is, he was like, I'm not trying to upset you. I was just trying to get, I was, I was going I'm gonna show you a, a way that you can that you can pass this. Because I was doing the same thing you were doing. So instead of me getting angry at him, I listened. And I'm going to tell you, this is how, and I'm going to be straight up with you. This is how I ended up starting passing. He said, make your bed. Make your bed. This is, this is the requirement, right? We're supposed to make our beds, right? I said, yeah. He said, but do like I do. And some of the others that you may not know do. Because, you know, you're so... You still in a, you know, your vision is like, look, let me work, worry about me, worry about me. That's part of, that really was part of what the military is anyway. It's always going to be, it's teamwork. He said, make your bed, but sleep on top of it. With a, uh, with a, a sheet. I said, what? Then I thought about it. I said, if I make my bed, it gets, and he showed me how to make it correctly and everything we did as a team. I said, if I make my bed, and sleep on top of it. You know me, I'm coming from the country, Mississippi. I'm not used to that. I'm just sleeping under the bed, making, got got uh, blankets and sheets everywhere. He said, the requirement is for your bed to be made. He said, but, he said, because he said, call me my last name again. He said, besides, you're not required to sleep in the under the bed, under the covers. I said, you know what? I said, this dude got a point. He said, now I'm going to give you another trick, a, a trick you can use. I'm going to show you how we do, how you're supposed to do your uh, clothes. Fold it a certain way, this inch, you, you, we, get, we would get the ruler out and everything like that. He said, um, once you fold them, what about the clothes 
that we're using, because we wash, I think, every few days, whatever the case may be. He said, take those clothes and put them in your other bag. That way you, you only got your, you only got your, your, uh, your display. You got a display of clothes, so anytime the drill sergeant come through, he's only going to look at your display clothes. He's not going to look at the clothes in the bag. I said, wow. And long story short, I did that. But what, it, what did it take me to be humble? It took me to listen. It took me to like, look, I don't need to go off on this guy. He was just giving me some helpful tips. And mind you, I started passing all of my inspections. This is a God honest truth. Because before that, I think you had a, we had a limit of inspections that you, if you, if you don't pass them, you get recycled. And the Air Force recycled me, you go back a few weeks. Now, granted, all this because was, was what? It's because I didn't get that one point on that placement test. And I'm a very smart, I'm a smart guy. I ain't saying I'm an A student, but I'm a smart guy. So I didn't get the placement. So I'm pissed off and mad and somewhat depressed about that. So I let that spiral and upset me and doing other stuff that I know I could do. I said, so that being said, I started passing them. And then I thanked him and I thought, I was like, man, you know, I really appreciate that. And, and we kept in touch for years because the thing is, he didn't have to approach me and tell me that. He could have like, you know what? I don't know this guy. I just met him. I said, but that's the part where the teamwork comes in because down the road in further episodes, you'll realize I will talk about how I use that same thing that happened for me and I used it for younger airmen. And then, of course, when I would go on and I get it, got into the other branch of service, which is the Army, I started teaching other people there, too. Look, always be mindful that people can help you in any walk of life. Don't be upset. Don't be too high. And don't be too low. So, again, that worked out great. And um, to, to the point to where I was not even passing inspections. And the drill sergeant came in one day like, you know what? He said, uh, Airman Sires, if you, if you don't pass another one, we're going to recycle you. And um, he says, as a matter of fact, I'm at the point now, I think that you should pack up your things. And uh, we're going to, uh, I'm going to get with the other uh, people that's in the uh, leadership. And we're going to put you in the class for two weeks prior. Now, this is before the, the, the next inspection. And this is before... I took the the uh indiv- the individual near me uh his uh advice, right? So this is what happened, and people don't know this, but this is what happened. My uh squally was like, "Well, uh, Sias, you, you heard what the sergeant said." I said, um, and I'm gonna say this verbatim what I said to him. I think we was around the same age, twenty years old. I said, "I ain't packing a damn thing," and I was thinking, it's like. Like an out-of-body experience. Because I'm like, oh, well, here I am in basic training in San Antonio, Texas. Don't know nobody. And I just told this thing, this uh, squad leader, the same age as I am, that now I'm not going to obey that order. I'm not going to pack up my stuff. I didn't, I didn't been here this long. I'm not going to pack up my stuff. I, ain't, I didn't come here for that. I didn't leave school to do this and think I'm going to go backwards. I'm not doing that. So the funny thing happened is this. I went to sleep. Woke up the next morning, got ready for formation, things like that. We went downstairs, everybody, I think it was a, a, a whole squad, a squad platoon of us is about, about 50 people. They were looking at me like, this guy really didn't pack. I'm dressed, ready for the day. And the drill sergeant did inspection. The same drill sergeant told me I need to pack because I'm going to get recycled. 
he did inspection and this is what